Welcome, everybody. This is Angel. Welcome to Atlas Cast. Today with me, I have someone that I'm fortunate enough to have on as, as a voice uh, to, to provide perspective to my son, but to also my listeners. She is a wo- she's a woman that's an agricultural worker. And right now, they're, they're dealing with so much with COVID, the fires, and just an overall barbaric system that hangs over them day in and day out. And I, I really want someone that can really, I really wanted to bring someone on that could really represent that. And I was fortunate enough to actually grow up with this person. She was also raised in the same place where I was. And today on the show, I would like to present my friend, Ness. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? Good, good, good. Um, just, just want to start off with, thank you for providing this voice. You know, I feel like it's really important that people need to hear this. Uh, oftentimes, and, and, the, and I repeat this a lot on my podcast and everyone else's podcast, that you're, you, you're oftentimes unheard. You're, you're, you're the largest silent majority that ever existed in the United States, and it continues to go unheard. So not to make it too political, but who are you? What do you do? And how's it going for you out there, what, what you're doing? Well, hi, my name is Ness, and I'm an ag, I'm an ag culture, but in simpler terms, I'm a field worker. So I work outside in the sun. I work with my hands, and I'm out here um, making money, making, working, building myself up, and, and providing for myself and my family in situations that a lot of people don't want to work in but i take it day by day and work where a lot of people don't want to work you know and yeah. so right now the whole situation with the smoke is kind of hard but i'm still putting through you know so 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 talk about that like well b- before we actually really get into that um mm-hmm. so so you like you're 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 day in and day out like right now like what's that like like you're the, the heat's on you you're having to wear a mask yeah, well, actually, what we do um, as the women, mm-hmm. men really just don't really cover themselves. But as women, we do try to cover ourselves because of all the chemicals that are inside the food. Or in, what I do is I'm a salad worker, so that what that means is I cover the food for the cows. So if we don't cover the food for the cows, you guys won't get your milk. Wow. So it's down from the starting point. We start by covering the food; it gets covered, and then the gets fed to the cows. So for me, it's very important to cover my face because of the pesticides they put into the cow food. Oh, wow. So I cover myself with bandanas for my face, my hair, my neck. I wear long sleeves. I wear long pants. I wear boots up to the back of my calf or I would be make sure that nothing gets on my skin. If it does get on my skin, I try not to rub it because it will stay on your scent will stay on your skin a lot. Quick que- we try to cover up as much as we can. Quick question on that part. They Are they not providing like a wash station in case any of those chemicals do get on you? Because that kind of happens. That, that's mandatory in every laboratory. So I'm not understanding. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, my, the worker, the employer that I work with, they provide me with water. They provide me with breaks. They provide me with washing stations. They provide me with restrooms. Everything. I was fortunate enough to end up being with a company that takes care of the workers. I know there's not many people out there that have the opportunity to say that because trust me, there is. But for me, I was fortunate enough to have an employer that cares about their workers and that provides those that, that That's wonderful to hear. And, and, and I mean, so from what it's starting to sound like is that, you know, with COVID and, and, and all these fires going on, if you're essentially not in the field, most of America, or if not all of America is not drinking milk which is something that people go through gallons a day with you know with especially with kids yeah yeah that was also a hard thing about like two three weeks ago when the covid situation got really really bad there was a lot of um dairy locations that were dumping their milk because it wasn't being sold as fast as it usually was and there was limited stores and stuff like that but it doesn't stop we can't people that own dairy can't just stop milking their cows because the cows need to be milked they're so used to being milked that if they and because they're in pain and they got to the point where they need to let the calves milk them like 
get their milk from them. Right. But there was a lot of dairies that started dumping their milk, and it was money they lost. And when it was money that wasn't going to the workers at the same time, like they had to do it because if they didn't, that milk would get spoiled. And and us is like we need to keep covering. If not, that food's gonna go waste. And when a lot of people don't seem to understand, like, oh, yeah, you have cows there, you just milk them. I'm like, no, this food needs to last them for at least a year or two. And if we stop production right now, in a year or two, you guys can have milk. Wow. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to understand, that it's a constant, constant work that, oh, okay, if we stop there, mix milking our cows, we're good. We're going to have milk within two days. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to understand. It, so wow like and, and that's the craziest thing is that do you think it has affected you know in in large quantities like that like you, you because like you guys took such a big dip especially during the covid times i don't know if you know people were calling out with you guys or if you guys you know had some you know workers that might have stayed home like is this oh yeah wow for sure for sure there's we would have a really busy season and when covid hit we were a lot of men down. You get me? Like a lot of people got really sick and we can't just replace them like we usually do. Not like replace them like selling your hearts. It's just like we needed people to work but there wasn't enough people to come and help us. And that was a struggle on us because we needed people to come and help us time sometimes we'd be out there working really late. It wasn't a bad thing but at the same time the help would have helped a whole lot. And a lot of people just got sick and it was scary and there's a lot of people that don't think that the COVID is real, it is real. Right. And it's just at a higher level that you need to understand is we don't have these essential workers to put food on your plate. You're not going to have food on your plate for even them. And it makes no sense. And that's also like if you have an opportunity to go outside and buy and stuff like that, do wear your face covers because it starts with the consumer. The consumer is either going to be out there buying or they're either going to be inside sick. And then all that food is going to get worse. Wow. And it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like COVID made, made us like waste essentially our economy on, and just burn through so much. And it sounds like still, again, the essential workers and the most essential workers from what it sounds like are these people, you, the people in the fields. Because if, yeah. you're, if you're not out there, America doesn't eat. And from, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest, that, that sounds like the most American thing in the world. You are what feeds America. And, and I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because, uh, again, with 2020, the coronavirus and the fires aren't the only issues with us. We're dealing a lot with, again, racism, deportation, immigration issues. And I feel like, again, that's also a targeted group. But you're targeting the group that feeds America. Yeah, and that's like the hardest thing to to process sometimes because I might be going into a store and then I get judged by being a different race and they don't have no idea. They have no idea that I'm the one working in the field providing food for everybody. And it sucks a lot because I'm working my butt off to help and make everything go back to normal, I'm guessing. Like, not like right. how it was once was, but going back to things. And then when you're getting bashed on because of the race that you are, but they don't have no idea that, that I'm the one kind of keep you guys having food on your plate, it's, it's a really sad thing. It's a really sad situation to be. That, that, and that's, that, that's a very sad thing to hear. And, um, again, being being the son of an illegal immigrant, it's it was always hanging over my head that, tomorrow or the following day or at one point in time in my life my mom could be deported you know is is that yeah. a challenge that a lot of people in that world really do face yes it's, it's really hard people saying oh they're not out there they're not uh, targeting you and stuff like that they are targeting you and it's really it's scary you know it wasn't as bad before i'm not saying it wasn't even a thing before because it was a thing before but it's just it just got to work people are sometimes scared to even leave to go to work to provide the for their families because they won't come back home and 
felt that. And now the whole thing about COVID is like, I'm scared to go out, might get detained, even though I pay my taxes. But now it's like, I might get detained and catch the virus. It's just, it's even like a more difficult situation. Right. It's so, again, the person feeding America is also fearing for her life that she'll be essentially arrested, detained, and kept away from her family, right? Yes. That's. And that's a reality that these people have to live with every day. And oftentimes from yeah. what it looks like, you're, you're just being judged because you speak a certain language. You look a little bit different. And uh, again, we're, we're, we're tar- I feel like we're targeting the wrong people. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, all we're doing is just trying to work, trying to provide for our family and trying to make sure that you guys have everything you need, you know? Like, and I wish people would see... From my eyes, how things are, but I know that's not possible. It just it just hurts a lot, and racism is so out there. I, few two weeks ago, I just experienced it again, and it's horrible. Right. You know? Speak on that. So, so why why it, it, it's it, it's hard for me to believe because I feel like Tulare is is well in California. I, I wouldn't suspect much racism from that part of the world. You wouldn't, right? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, well, because there's a lot of home workers over here, a lot of agriculture workers over here. But still, the population, it's, it's, if I would say it, it would be like the 30% population over here. Wow. And it's like, we'll walk into a store thinking that it's for us to say the least, but then we'll see a whole different race in there and then they judging us. But then we're seeing, like, you're shopping at a certain store yeah, you're judging us for coming in. You get right. me? Right. And, and so, it's still out there, you know. It's, it's really bad. Right. And, 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 and throughout, uh, throughout all this, like the fires, and again, the, the whole COVID thing, no one's taken a day off? We have. Us, personally, we have taken, like, out of the whole week, we've taken two days off. But there's people that don't even take a day off. And you see them every single day. They wake up at 3 in the morning, get ready by 4, be at the location by 6, get working from 6 to probably like 12, take a break in between. Mm -hmm. But you have to be working constantly. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So you work in the most hottest hours in the day. So it's really hard. And and that's insane. And, And again, women have to go through this. So would you like be able to provide our, our listeners like a, a perspective of, of a woman's point of view that has to go through this on a daily basis? Like what issues do you, you know, do you have on a daily basis and what, you know, what negative things can you say that you've had to experience in this? Well, me personally, if it's coming from me, mm-hmm. like I do have other stories that I have talked to other people saying if I could use their stories as, yeah. because they don't have a voice to say. Of course. But for me personally, I have to deal with more than than the regular girl out there, you know. I'm a woman. I'm able to speak English without an accent at times, but at the same time, I am Latina, and I am gay. I am married. And when I'm working out there, men already look down on me because I'm a woman working, you know. Right. But then when they do find out that I am happily married with a woman, they're their machismo kicks in and they're like no no mommy i could i could give you everything you need that this wow. woman can give you and i'm like you know like it has happened and i'm like maybe you're the reason why i don't want to be with a man like there's nothing against men like <laughs> i have really good homies that are men and stuff and i love my family members so right. men and everything i have nothing against them it's just that's just the way i am you know and i don't hide myself i don't hide the fact that i'm not gay but at certain situations, you have to because really bad things can happen to you, you right. know? Right. Even, like, on a daily basis, like, even if my, if we go, say this, if we go to the market, right, and they're able to use the restroom there, I would have to go with my wife because my wife dresses a little bit more studdish, like, a little bit more masculine. Right. So when we walk into the restroom, it's happened more than a dozen times where we're walking in and someone tells her, Oh, the man restroom is over there. And I correct them at the second, like, she's a woman and she's allowed to be in here. 
and they get on my case and I'm like, you know what? We don't need to show you anything. I'm telling you she's a woman and she's allowed to be in here. And if you have an issue with that, you just go to the managers or something and they get upset. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? The same thing with working in the field. It's really hard to be there, working, making money, struggling. But then when people find out, when men find out that they're gay, Sometimes it's like a good thing because they're like, okay, they're they're owning their stuff, they're working hard, they don't mess with me, I don't mess with them. But then there's those certain men that think they could change you, and I'm like, it, it gets really graphic and disgusting. I'm just like, no. But besides that, working in the field is okay. Gotcha. Being in my situation. Gotcha. So, so would you be able to provide some voices from the fields? Like, what's have, what stories, you know, do you have to tell from, like, from these people? Well, I have a few, and it's coming from people that I know closely, and they wanted to give their story, but they couldn't themselves because they're scared about getting targeted and stuff like that. And, well, they wanted to tell me that working in the field is not always the bad thing because there's people that have come from the field that have beautiful homes, beautiful situations, lives. They went through the process of getting their papers, everything, you know? So they wanted to let you, everybody know that just because I work in the field doesn't mean I'm messing you. But at the same time, I'm not going to, how do I say it? I'm not going to be that person that looks down on someone else just because I have things that I work really hard for. In my life. Right. They wanted to tell people that I would work non-stop, non-stop, working, getting my money, working night and day for my children. And they're not sad because they worked in the field. They're sad because people still look down on them, even though they're able to provide for the family from the field. Right, which is, again, yeah. one of the most American things you can do. Yeah, and they, some of them are really, really upset that they get down to because we pay a lot of taxes. Right. We pay a lot of taxes and people look at it like, oh, you just, you're just spending our, our work, stealing our money, stealing our jobs. I'm like, you can come and work in these fields and these conditions, but you decide not to because it's too hard for you because the sun is hitting your face a bit too hot. We do what everything that an American citizen should do. It is really hard because people are like, oh, you can get your papers. You can go through the system. Like, the system would take me 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's such that some people will put in their application, wait, 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 wait. And they get sick and might die. And then their application didn't even get through. Wow. It's like, it's sad. Like, I heard about the story that a couple applied for a green card. They right. work, they work, they work. The person unfortunately passed away. Five years after they passed away, they got the letter that they got approved for a meeting for a green card. Oh, my God. So it's like people saying, oh, do it the right way. The right way was done, and it was still too late. So, so with that story, do you feel like the immigration system and the process in the United States is in favor for, for Latinos? I don't think so. It's not in favor. And then when it got the spike got defunded, I think it was a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like it, everything was put in a standstill. Wow. They stopped making appointments. They start. They stopped making new appointments. The process of getting the cream card just free. It just, it just froze. Like it just. They didn't have an answer. Oh, when I'm going to get a meeting? When am I going to be able to go take a test? When am I able? To it just froze and that was a big dark it just put a lot of people in a dark spot emotionally right because they paid a lot of money to get the process started they paid a lot of a lot of time off of work you know it's not like oh I can call in sick if you call in sick they'll replace you immediately so immediately they, they don't wait on you they will replace you as fast as they can because they need their product to be pushed out yeah. So, so like when you have these jobs, like, do you get any help? Like when it comes to like, you know, health or like, uh, 
health insurance, life insurance kind of stuff? If you apply for it, again, your own, yeah. You know, if there's a certain company that you're working for, like I'm saying, not all companies are bad. Right. You know, there's really good companies that will provide you with um, insurance, will provide you with healthcare and stuff like that. But it's certain amount. And there's our people that I know that you're here, you're here to work, and you get what you get, and that's it. That's insane. And it's sad, but it's true. That's insane. And, and again, have, having to go through all that backbreaking labor, you know, I, again, you have to keep yourself healthy. You're, you're the literal hands that feed America and, you know, produce grain. And, and you got, I'm pretty sure all the fields out there produce uh, all, the, all the dog food and stuff like that. So, again, parts of America don't move without these necessary and essential hands that are being targeted with racism, ICE, deportation, the police system. And, and, from, and from what it sounds like, you know, shitty health care options. Yeah, of course. There's not gonna be like, oh, you get sick, let's help you out, let's give you sick days, let's pay you because you got sick for here. It just you come work here and that's what it is. If you get sick, well, bye. Well, I can get someone else to come and help and produce my labor and stuff like that. Yeah, because because I've seen like pictures of like pregnant women, like pregnant women, like out in the fields, like having to go through this, and I'm pretty sure inhaling pesticides and all the poisons that they you know spray on plants. Oh, yeah. And that's the reason why women cover up. When we tell you that we cover up completely from our head to our toes. Right. Is because there is a chemical that they put right now. Example, a grape, right? It's a great situation. Grapes used to be sprayed with a certain chemical to keep them fresher, to keep them from rotting and falling. So that pesticide gets on your skin because sufre. And it, it stays on your skin. To the point where it itches. You need to wash your clothes in a different Ooh. pile. You can't put that clothes with your other clothes. It stays on your skin. It smells really bad. It itches. It's really toxic. And it's a really bad chemical. But they put it on the grape for the grape to be, um, it could stay longer in produce. Mm-hmm. It won't rot. That's, That's why it's important to wash your fruit. Washing exactly. your fruit, it's important. See, everybody's listening. If you get any kind of fruit from the store, you need to wash it. Exactly. You need to. Exactly. Get all the germs off that damn thing. So, and and chemicals and stuff. Like, and, and and that's insane because you know when when you think of like these fruits, you know they're the healthiest options that we have, and they're very very perishable really quick. And then again, you're you have to like rinse them out so much because i didn't know that there was like so much wax on apples especially like that's what trips me out yeah yeah on wax especially because it's a fruit it's not a bag of chips a bag of chips could stay on a shelf for a whole few months and stuff an apple could stay on a shelf life for at least a couple of days and why people put um, chemicals on them is to make them either shiny to make them last longer to have a different taste to make it more appealing to the eye. Gotcha. So, like, onto a different topic, um, and, and I know this is probably one that some people might really want to hear because we've all, heard, we've all heard the stories, but we've never heard, you know, anyone that's probably witnessed or been through an encounter. Uh, has there ever been any ice raids done, like, that you've witnessed? or An ice, like a thing? Yeah. Over here... Where I worked at, no, because like that, like I say, I'm on contract and I'm on private land. Mm. So by law, they can't ever, 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 ever cross private land. So in that sense, I'm safe. You know, I'm able to go to work, do what I got to do for my bosses. And knowing that they own private land is good. All the people that work on great lands and like blueberries, they have private land, so they cannot, cannot go onto land like that. So there's a lot of people that are fortunate to have those kind of jobs. But when you're out there on an open land field, it's sad because I've seen it happen. And not only here, I've seen it happen in L.A. Like a couple, like seven years ago, mm-hmm. I've seen it happen for a time. Like I was walking towards a job, and I noticed there was a bunch of cops. And what's so crazy is that I 
covered their logo. They covered themselves in jackets that they look like police officers, but they're ICE agents. And that's what they're doing illegally. A lot of people are like, oh, no, they're doing their job. I'm like, no, they are illegally coming into certain spots where they know there's a lot of illegal right. people and doing it in a sneaky way. And I would have more respect for them that they're, like, doing your job. Like, okay, I am proud to do my job. I'm here because of a certain situation. I'm not just picking and plucking, but it's, it is what it is. Like, I've seen them. It's horrible. I could hear people cry. I could hear people's moms crying, like, what's going to happen to my kids? And men that just, you could see it in their eyes that they lost everything. Yeah, that, that's... that that. Must be the most insane thing. I mean, I, I've witnessed it with my mom, too, and having to go through the legal system with her getting, you know, eventually her, her citizenship. So with, yeah. all, with all these stories and everything that you've, you've seen and you've accumulated, what changes do you think, like, that, that need to happen right now in order for, one, to, to keep these workers going and, you know, just to have people better understand? What needs to change is that they should give an opportunity to all these ag workers to go through the system safely. They're not here. Like a lot of people are like, oh, they're, they're setting the bad people. They're setting the criminals. They're not. There are people here that have been working here, paying their taxes, not have charges, not been to jail. They've just been here working, 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 working to provide for their families, you know? And what I want to see in the changes to give them an opportunity to get their green card to work, to get their worker visas, you know? If you if they provide people with that, the government wouldn't be in such a shape state. That's very They true. wouldn't be like, oh, the, 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 they wouldn't say, oh, the United States is broke. You get me? They're not broke. They just don't yeah. want to include the people that are actually paying their taxes. But if I feel like if they give everybody an opportunity to go through the system, Safely and not in fear, right? Of like, oh my god, like one little mistake in my signature, one little mistake in this word, they're gonna be like, oh, bye, goodbye. You know, giving opportunity to them because you also need to understand they're working constantly, day and night. Sometimes they don't have time to study. Sometimes they don't have time to pick up the book and like research because they're so worried about if I don't get these grades into this box, I'm not gonna get paid. My children are not gonna eat. You know, and. Yeah. They do say they're going to give um, a workers an opportunity to get that opportunity, but I don't see it moving. I don't see it going. I don't see it, like, hearing it. I don't, like, see it anywhere that they're actually doing it. They're just, like, announcing it, but they're not wow. moving forward. Because, I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's kind of been the deal since the Obama administration, and we all kind of saw how that fall apart for immigrants. And, and then again, we have... A, this this president with a very racist tone in the office you know it, i don't feel like you, yeah. it, it, you again these are the voices that are constantly going underrepresented and i again what what makes you stick out and it's crazy because it's 2020 you speak english and that's such a huge advantage yeah so yeah, that's a, i'm able to defend myself you get me i'm able to defend myself when someone want to come and say something like like an example, like a few weeks ago, I went to go pay off something, and my wife went in there to pay it off for me. And I texted her because of the whole COVID. I texted her, be like, "Can you ask them if I can use the restroom, please?" She asked the lady that was inside the store, the one that was. It was only her and my wife in there. Like, can the person that I came, like we say, we say the person that we came with. Like, we can't just randomly say, "Oh, my wife." You right. get me? Because he said, oh, can the person that I came with use the restroom? And the lady said, yeah. At this point, the lady at the register could tell in her head that my wife was a man. You get me? Because of the clothes she was wearing. Right. I come in. I'm wearing my mask. My wife is wearing the mask. The only one not wearing the mask in this whole store is the actual person working in the store. Oh, so that's wow. already like, a, okay, like, wow. like So that's already like, a, I got thrown off by that. I go in, and my wife had told me to go to the restroom, right? Polite, because I was raised with manners. 
And I went to go to the lady. I'm like, oh, I'm the one that wants to use the restroom. She looked at me. And she looked at my wife. And she looked back at me. She's like, no, you can't. Wow. And I was like, I'm sorry? Why, why can't I use it? Is it and I even, I, I even gave her the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, the whole COVID. And I'm like, is it because of COVID situation? Like, I promise you, like, I had sometimes my hands. I make sure, like, I even had, like, the Lysol sprays that when I was able to get them, I sprayed it on me before I came in. Like, can you still use the restroom? She looked at me. No, you can't. You can't use the restroom. It's by policy. And I'm like, well, wasn't it by policy before when my wife asked you? You get me? Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't need to argue with you. I just wait for the man to come and pay whatever I need to pay and leave. And when I was walking around, there was only like three people in there. But yet, I couldn't use the restroom. And I walked out and there were certain signs posted everywhere. If you catch my drift. Oh. They're like blue and red. And they're like little white letters. And it's for 2020. You get me? Uh, the, the, um, the, the Make America Great Again and the, the Trump banners. Yeah, and then in the back, in the back, there was like a big banner. And I was just like, you know what? I, I honestly don't even feel safe here no more. Uh, Thank God I just didn't. And paid this, and I just go use the rest of my house. And then when I was driving away, I felt like, I, I wanted to even ask him, like, why is it the reason why you were denying me the restroom right now? Right. Because it wasn't because of COVID. Because I even asked you personally, is it because of COVID? Right. Was it because I'm gay? Is it because I am Hispanic? Ooh. Latinx? You know, what is it? Like, I was I was so enraged on the drive home that I couldn't even, like, contain my anger. And my wife saw it. And I'm like, it's not right. A lot of people think that racism isn't out here still it is it's just because you haven't encountered it exactly and and it's so sad because i've seen it happen multiple times and it has happened to me before this incident in la and when i barely got here but it's still like it's they're getting ballsy now you know what i'm saying like it's not even their look it's not even their business but they still did it because it was their opinion and, and out of all places, it would be the most liberal state in the entire country where, again, yeah. a woman who you know is married to another woman has to encounter these things in her own city where she works. But then again, so, so, yeah. so, so can, can, can you take me through, I guess, an immigrant's mindset on the Trump banner? What does that mean to you? Just seeing that banner, like, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to move to this location because I see that they might be really good people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to bash them. You get me? Because everybody has their reasons for why they have that banner out there. It's just right now is not the time to have it out there. Right now is not. Why didn't you have it out there before his presidency started? Right. You get me? There was a bunch of them. There was a bounce to them when he was promoting his presidency and trying to become into the president of the United States. It just, why didn't you have it before? Why did you wait four years into his presidency to have it out there? You know? And it's scary. It's scary to just even drive up into a neighborhood knowing that, okay, I see that Trump 2020 and I'm like, should I turn around? Should I not even look into buying a house here? What if I do buy a house here and I get thrown racist slurs at me, homophobic slurs at me? Why my woman would have living with another woman? You know, like, it's scary. It's really, really scary. And yes, a lot of people's thoughts change after they see that banner in your yard, in your car, everything. Like, it's really scary. Exactly. And, and, and I think like that's the whole purpose I started this podcast, too, is that I want my son to understand the, the culture and the climate of, of everything that's going on. in the you know, I guess what I could think of the world right now, it's I, and, and, and I'm fortunate enough to have you on the phone to give this perspective that although we in Las Vegas have something similar like that going on, we can still somewhat live comfortably because this is a city and you know a lot of city equals a lot of people with different perspectives. But 
from what it sounds like, it's the majority of where you're at against a minority that has to take the punches and not fight back. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have to stay quiet sometimes, not because we want to, but because we're afraid of what happens to our family. And if I was by myself, I wouldn't care. Like, come on, come at me. But at the same time, like if I'm out with my nephews, my nieces, my, my little cousins, like younger generation, I'll, I don't want to show them, like, you have to get into every confrontation you see, because I see that a lot. Like, people just want to start something. And I'm like, there's a time and a place. I'm not telling you to swallow your words. I'm just telling you to learn from that experience. And when it comes down where I'm not around to protect you, or you're by yourself, you're able to protect yourself. But at the same time, don't use violence. The best way to shut someone up is by being educated and to learn how to defend yourself with an education that you're provided with. You get me? Yeah. A lot of people want to go in there and just start throwing punches, and I'm like, that's not how it works. But that's not how it works. They want to label us as bad people. They want to label me as a nasty woman Mm. when it's not even that. You get me? Like, I'm trying to defend myself. I want to defend my family. I want to defend the race out here. But at the same time, I'm not going to stoop to the level that you see me at. I'm going to be higher than what you see me at. And when that happens, when they see that I'm not going to um, go after that point, that low blow, mm-hmm. that's when they shut up. That's when they see, like, damn, I am messing with the wrong person. Exactly. Don't feed the fire, you know, put it out and be better. And that's the best advice I could give someone. Don't go after the rage that they're providing you with, try to be like, okay, I'm letting you do this. I'm letting you do this as much as you want. But know and understand that when you catch me by myself and you're by yourself and that you're not with your little group, that's when I'm going to be able to educate you. (laughs) I have educated, like, you know, like, you know, one-on-one. But when I'm like two against like 10 people, with the same mindset is like how is that even fair exactly exactly yeah it has happened i've seen it happen and so it it, it sounds you know what's crazy is that like when when you tell these stories and the, and the way that you're speaking it reminds me of like you know like the 1940s just like dudes pulling up on like pickup truck backs and you know jumping out with baseball bats and having it out with the people that are there and and, and again it's insane because people have to live there to work there in order for everyone to be fed, we're going through a lot right now. So is is this necessary just because, you know, his election is up in a few days? Mm-hmm. So it, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's just the craziest thing that you still have to deal with that. But um, like, I, I again, what what would you want to tell a kid that's that's looking you know at, at life right now? Just just to educate a small child, you know, something that you would be able to provide like a deep insight. Um, what would I provide? What would I want to tell them? What I tell my nephews and my nieces? Study. Educate yourself as much as you can. Learn from everywhere. Not just what they're teaching you. You need to expand. You need to read books. Read the books that they tell you not to read at school because those are the ones that are going to fill your mind more and actually going to be able to help you out. Don't Seeing how others tell you to see them, see them how you feel like you need to be seen. And be happy with anybody you see. And if it goes down the wrong road, you know either to stay there, leave, or help them out. You get me? It's really, really sad that you need to tell your kids that watch your back when they're little. But it's also learn how to protect yourself because I'm not always going to be around. Right. And what I tell, even, even it goes, I, I'm so sorry because there's so many things I want to tell you. No, go, go, go because for it. Go for it. I have so many point of views just by being a woman, being Hispanic, being gay, being a lot of things. Talk about it, girl. This is, this, is, this is what it's about. 
Well, here, here's a little thing, right? So, a long time ago, it was my friend, the MySpace days. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, back in the day. So, this has been going in my head a long time, but I've been helping out, you know? Like, girls that didn't know how to come out, you get me? Girls that felt like they couldn't live another day, so they wouldn't want to take their day away. Like, it was just so sad that I was able, I wasn't able to help them because I was in such a young age. But now that I'm older, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm able to help girls that are coming out, that are able to to be free mm. about their sexuality. And there's also women that are not scared to go into a man's field and put in work dominate and get looked at yeah dominate your your go in there be like i'm here to take my job that belongs to me i'm not taking yours mm. you have your job if you do not do what you gotta do i'm not saying i'm gonna take it i'm just saying that i'll do a better job get that everybody yeah everybody that every single person that has a job right now you have that job because you work for it you know if it was handed to you, and there's a lot of situations where that job was handed to you, doesn't mean you're going to stay with that job. There's going to be someone that's going to come in hungrier, better educated, equipped, and your job is going to jeopardy. Mm. But at the same time, if you are going to work for that job, no one's ever going to take it away from you. There you go. And that's something that my dad told me. You work for what you want. If someone comes and takes it away, you make sure they don't get any opportunity to do so. And, that, yeah. And, and that I like, I, I really, I'm really glad that you touched on that because I'm, again, I have a son, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like a type, that type of work ethic is something that needs to be instilled in children, especially at a young age. And I, I feel like he did the right thing by telling you that because if I were to ever have a daughter, I would like to, to, to raise her to be that way, to be self, you know, self independent. Don't, don't need to rely on anyone else and be just an all-out dog when it comes to working. Just just work, 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 and outwork the person to your left and to your right to make sure that no one is going to take your place. And and I was fortunate enough to have a mom to to teach me work ethic, although, you know, I might not have the best of it, but I'm 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 fortunate enough to to hear this from someone that again I I sat in classrooms with growing up. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, don't ever tell a child they can't do anything. You support your child as best as you can. But don't ever, ever, ever cut their wings if they're interested in anything. You support that. If it takes you through the week, you support the new dream. <laughs> you get me? Right. But you need to be able to know and give them a known that they can strive in anything they put their minds to. Because there's someone out there that has less that's pushing for the same dream, but you have everything and you're not pushing for it. You get me? Right. And that's what, and I love, I love that you did this podcast for, for your son because when he's older and he understands more, he's going to be able to listen to his dad talking to people from different genres, different ages, different perspectives. And he, he'll be like, my dad went out there and got people to talk to him about everything. And because of that, I'm able to learn from different people. And when you cage a person in, when they're only supposed to learn one thing, when they do go out into the world, they're going to be completely lost. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell you when I was younger, like <laughs> being gay was seen. Like, I could just come out and say it. Like, no, obviously not. But at the same time, I was so sheltered that I didn't know from anything. But now that I'm able to be on my own, learn from other people, learn from other generations, it's amazing. Right. And, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate, like, to, to, to hear that because... Again, you know, when you talk about the MySpace days, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were in my friends in my MySpace page. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but people I, were, like, asking, like, what's MySpace out here? Like, <laughs> it was not MySpace. It was, like, a Facebook. Exactly. But, yeah. 
It was before That's Facebook. How old we are. No, it, yeah. it, and and it and it and it's funny too because I I talk about the the place where where we're from like a lot, you know, and it's it's not just a one track place, you know. You had everything there, and there was a lot of culture. You just really had to find it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. again, this this small town where I'm well, not small town, but this place where I'm from has provided me with so many perspectives so far. Like like again, the the the, the people that I've had on before are. Some of them are from Highland Park and, and they've grown to do different things and provide these stories, you know, for mm-hmm. for everyone. And, and of course, your story, I feel, is probably one of the most important ones that's going on right now, because, again, the Latino voice goes unheard in every direction, not just Mexicans, not just Salvadorians and not just Puerto Ricans. Everyone is oh, getting yeah. it, you know. And that's what people think, that there's only one specific, you're Mexican. No, there's very old town like there's Salvadorians, Mexicans, Guatemalans. There's everything. There's everything out here. But people just want to label us into one little section. Dang. And that's what sucks. You get me? Yeah. And that's why sometimes even how do I I learned that there's like this Latinx thing now. Oh, hashtag like, Latinx, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like all I grew up with was either you are, what was it in the little bubble teams? Like, either you're a certain race, right? They would only give us like four yeah. different choices to pick from. But now there's like a whole bunch of them, but at the same time, but now they're telling us, oh, if you are different, lighter skin, you're considered Caucasian. And that just blew me away. Did you hear about that? So, so that, I, I, the, the, the issue with that being is that, um, being Latino or Hispanic or, or I guess being from the, the Latin America, Latin American countries, you're not considered a race. You're considered an ethnicity. Your race would be considered Caucasian. So when you check your, your race, your, your white and your ethnicity is Latino or Hispanic or, or whatever you want to identify with. But I, yeah. isn't that the trippiest thing? Yeah. That's what kicked me out the most. Like, I understand that the new generation, like, oh, they're fighting for that. But I'm like, good. Good thing you're fighting for that. Because back in the day, like my mom used to say, back in the day, we had no option. It was just one, two, three, four. Now you guys have this, but you guys don't need to fight for that. You get me? You still need to fight for the rest of the Hispanic exactly. races. You know, like, there's, there's, bunch of them. There's some that are from Pueblitos that are considered from the F, Hidalgo. There's like a bunch. It's not just Mexico. Mexico is the place, but there's a bunch of like little other little places that you need to learn about because it's not just Mexico. Exactly. It's bam, 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 bam. There's a bunch of other places that you need to learn about because not everybody just comes from Mexico. You get me? And no, I, exactly. I feel, so, so where, where in Mexico? Uh, well, are, what are you Mexican or? Yeah. So, so what part <laughs> I'm of Mexico? Uh-huh. I'm from Hidalgo. Hidalgo, Hidalgo. which is. Wait. Where is that located? It's on the lower, in the middle. Kind of close to Mexico City. In the middle. To be honest with you, I don't really know. I just oh. know that I'm from Hidalgo, and here's the thing. What a lot of people don't understand is that a lot of people like me, we ended up in the United States at a very young age, at like two. There you go. Talk about you that. You get me? Yeah. So, like, I ended up here at two years old. I don't. When people tell me, go back to your country, I'm like, I was born there. I'm not going to, like, deny that. Right. But I was raised in L.A. And I even, like, like. You know, glitzy I was raised in like <laughs> South Central, Highland Park, <laughs> East LA, West LA. Like I moved around all over like the nitty gritty LA, you know? Right. The real LA. And when people, yeah, like real, when they tell me, oh, I'm from LA, I'm like, oh, cool, what part of LA? Oh, Santa Clarita. And I'm like, that's not LA fool. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what is he talking about? I'm like, I'm talking, if you're from LA, you're from like, Highland Park, Dodger Stadium, like, you know, like, that's LA. For me, for me, you know, that's where I'm talking about. I'm talking about 
Highland Park, Lincoln Heights, Wisconsin, you know, like all of these places, you know? But when people tell me they're from LA and you come out with here telling me you're from like there, I'm just like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> and then they want to try to be gangster. I'm like, the, like leaving some people from certain places, don't even try to act gangster because they're trying to get out of that. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I have a lot of homies, you know? I'm just saying that when you try to act hard, but you're from there, I'm just like, exactly. There's no, there's no uh, gang members in Beverly Hills. Just, just to point that out. Exactly. I'm like, you're trying to be hard, but you put in a situation, you're not hard anymore, right? Exactly. So, no. So, so uh, on that topic, because again, I, I relate to you in that sense, because I, I, I did come from that same place and I had to like witness all that and, as a man, you, you're forced to like pretty much show your teeth and your claws at all times to try to be hard and fight. What what do you oftentimes see when a big time like you know tough guy cholo gets put on the field with you? Oh, let me tell you. So, <laughs> Talk your shit, homegirl. Uh, yeah. So uh, a season ago, right? A season ago, we we recruited new men. We recruited new men. I'm like, okay, you guys want to work? There is job opportunities right here for you to work. Come in, make sure you have shade, include a hat, not a baseball cap. I'm not talking about bringing your Dodger hat to cover the front little eyeballs of your face. No, I'm talking about bring a sombrero that is for, no, I'm not talking about like a Mexican sombrero from like over there being a party. No, I'm the talking fucking about sombreros like that you wear hat. at the swap meets, right? <laughs> yes, those. Bring those hats. Bring those hats because those will provide you with shade from the chest part all the way to the back of your neck. So you won't get burnt. So we tell them, bring yourself a shade hat. Bring yourself bandanas. Gloves will be provided for you. So don't even worry about that. So five pairs should be washed. We're not going to tell you to throw them away. You need to constantly be washing these gloves just like I do. I wash my gloves. Um but they would be provided for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make sure you wear boots or comfortable shoes that the basura won't get into, and you'll be good. Right. Three-day trial. Three-day trial. These big, tough gangsters that they want to portray themselves, and also these big, tough guys, and also, like, little, like, men that, like, humble, that understand the kind of type of work. Me? They all come in, right? They all come in. We tell them, please pick up as many tires as you can. Select workers work with tires and yarn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pick as many tires as you can. We need your strength. The reason why we're getting men is because we need you to be able to pick up more tires than the women, pull the plastic more than the women, all this, you know? I'm over here. So the tires that I'm talking about is they get a full tire, they go to this machine, and they cut them into three. We get the outer side, so that means that the outer side have the the middle part. If you ever seen a tire being cut in half, right? And then the middle part is just like the rubber, so we don't use the rubber part. Hmm. So you're able. To, I need you to be able to pick up at least seven and seven in each hand. It's not light work; it's extremely heavy work. Right. And so I'm over here five five. I'm around like what, like two hundred pounds, and like five five, right? And his man is about five nine. He still he looks like he was working out, but it wasn't helping him. And you know, I'm like, okay, it's not a competition, but I need you to pick up tires. He will pick up three to three tires in each hand, and I'm over here with like ten tires in each hand, running across the pile, putting them in sections where they need them, run back and get them. By that time, I'm already done tying them up, making them going down. My dude only had like seven each line. Damn. So we're like, okay, like, you need to keep going. You need to keep going. You need to make us women feel like we'll keep you. If it was a three-day trial where we give everybody a three-day trial because that's how we know if they're going to make it or they're going to break. And a lot of men don't say. <laughs> a lot of men feel like, no, this ain't worth it. No, this ain't for me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, if you are saying that this is not for you, let us know, but don't waste our time. 
There you, you know, go. No one waste my time. I can either get someone else to do the job or I'll do it. And like my wife told me one day, why do we need men like that when we're making their paper? Damn. Yeah, it's true. Why do we need men that think they're tough, that think that they could do better than us? But yeah, when it comes down to it, we're the ones paying, making the paper. Exactly. we're doing everything. No, that, that, that's true. Then, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, like, I wish that I wouldn't have told that story, but it's a story that needs to be told because a lot of men come in here saying, oh, no, uh, it's because you guys have been doing it longer than you. And I'm like, I go up to them and I'm like, I've been doing this for two years. So, and like, I came from L.A. Right. Where in LA are you going to see piles like this? Exactly. That, that's what I wanted to, 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 to get in there because, again, being from, from the city, you don't, have, you don't grow up having experiences having to work in a field like that. So the fact that you just transitioned so hard like that is, is, is crazy to me. Yeah, like, it wasn't easy. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, boom, I was in there. Like, my first few days, like, I did come home and I fell asleep and I woke up and I was just like, I can't move my body. You know, but just like everything, you need to get conditioned for stuff, you know, but that's why we give people three days for the kid. No, like, look, drink water, water is provided for you. Drink as much water as you need. If you want to put a limit on water, but you also need to understand that if you don't do the work you need to be doing, we're not going to keep you on because I'm not going to be doing your paycheck. I'm not going to be doing more of the work and just have you picking the free type. And it's, it sucks because another story that I wanted to, to tell you guys is one time they were working on the pile, right? Mm-hmm. And this man came in. Just like, he came in to work. They knew them. So he made a smart remark saying, why are these women on this pile? They need to be at home cooking. Wow. And the boss man was like, Hope you don't bite your tongue. So they put the woman that he said that about on one side, and they put him on the side. And like, we lined you up with tires. We made sure that the middle tires are tied and everything. Each of you have 20 lines. Each of them have the same tires going down. You have until the moment you start, until the moment you end, to finish this. We're not going to give you time. You just have it from the moment you start until you end. You're competing with that woman you just said that shit about. I'm sorry. You just said that about, you know? Uh-huh. And then the man was like, okay, don't worry. I'll finish in a flash. When she was done with her line, he was on his fifth line. Wow. After that, the boss man was like, okay, get in my car, took him home. Dang. It's like, you never need to open up your mouth about any woman working because that woman is going to smoke you. That's true. Maybe not in strength, but in speed and knowledge. And that's one thing that I like about my job is that every time someone comes in, they tell them, you respect the woman that works here, and they will respect you. You respect us, and everything will be fine. But sometimes if they're like they will think that they're better than you, they won't stand for that. Yeah. And that's why I like working with the company that I work with. Because I, they will make sure that in any way or form, the women are always gonna get respected, doesn't matter what. That's beautiful. And you know, I'm I'm very, very humbled at the fact that you were able to provide these stories for us because oftentimes yeah, sure. like I really do feel like whenever I just see like people going through these things, like they're, they're, they're out there dying. They're out there living their worst life. And it brings me some calmness knowing that at least there's companies out there that take care of their employees, you know, especially in your yeah. case and how able you're able to provide a perspective for us in that sense. And we can at least see that there's been some successes and progression ever since, you know, the times of our, of, of our grandparents and, and before that, you know, it's, it's always been unfair, but it's starting to look like there's some balance, but you know, it's never enough because again, these are the most essential workers in the world. Um, 
that being said, one last statement. What would you want to tell America right now? Right now, that we need to care about the agriculture workers. They're the backbone. They're the backbone of the world. Here in California, Utah, Nevada, anywhere. You won't know the feeling of ever working there, but at least you have been able to listen to someone's work. And I hope that that opens up your eyes next time you're trying to look down at someone that you don't know their backstory. You don't know what. Because they might have been the person that provided the food on your plate today. Dang. And I hope that at least I changed someone's mind. You know? I'm very, very happy that you were able to give that statement that needed to be said. And a lot of people need to hear that. So I thank you again. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, everybody.